Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Jesse Duplantis. And I'm Kathy Duplantis. And another boardroom chat. So excited. Hallelujah. It's exciting. You know, so many people call us and or comment on it or write us and say they just enjoy these boardroom chats. Yeah. We've got a lot of good testimonies that keep coming in. Praise Thank you so Lord. much for sharing. Yeah, and send some more. We like reading those things because that's what you say instead of what we say. You yeah. And we need to hear what you say because you always listen to what we say. <laughs> and God is so good. We thank you for that. I want to talk about something. I want to talk about the word position. Mm. Say position. Position. Now, when you have a position, most people don't know their position in life. Mm. A position in, in their job sometimes. You know, they question that. What is my position? Well, what is your position in Christ? You ever thought about that for a minute? Mm. What, I mean, what did God call us? What did he place us into? Yeah. Now, you know, people ask me all the time, why are you so happy? Because of my position. <laughs> I found out what my position is, and yeah. I like that position. And in that position, all of us, we all have the same position, is great authority and great power here. Not when we just get there, but here. And I want to go to the book of Revelation. That's the last book of the Bible. Now, this is one of the most amazing books. And yet people say, man, you can't understand Revelation. Well, yes, you can if you let the Holy Ghost reveal it to you. Yeah, right. It's actually pretty simple. I want to start with verse 1 of Revelation chapter 1. I want to read out the King James. It says, the revelation of Jesus Christ. So what is the book of Revelation about? Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. See, the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. And he sent and signified it by his angel unto his servant John. Shortly come to pass. Now, this was wrote over 2,000 years ago. I know. But in God's time, it's two days yeah, ago. Yeah, just a blink. It's a weekend. Uh -huh. oh, yeah. A thousand years is one day with the Lord. So he's only been going a weekend. Think about that for a minute. See, now, how many, how many times? How many, weekends go fast, don't they? You knock off on Friday, bless God, boom, boom, Saturday and Sunday. Man, <laughs> you're back at it on Monday. This, yeah. this is a weekend. Well, when God, when you think about God, he has no time. It's, no. I mean, we're looking at eternity. But he tried to help us so we could figure it out because yeah. we have finite minds, you know. So uh, two, two thousand, a thousand years is one day with the Lord, if you want to think of it in that manner. So yeah. it's only been going a weekend. Now notice the next verse. Who bear record of the word of God and of the testimony of Jesus Christ of all things that he saw. Now verse 3, you ought to underline that in your Bible or your iPad, whatever you use for scripture. Now watch this. This is the only book of the Bible. There's 66 of them here. This is the only one that does this. Blessed is he that readeth and they that hear the words of this prosper. Mm -hmm. How many of you want to be blessed? You know what the word blessed means? Empowered to prosper. Want to, you want to be empowered to prosper? That's spiritually, physically, financially. Read it. Mm -hmm. Just read it. But I don't understand That's a good it. Promise. Read it. Mm -hmm. Just read it till you understand it. If you just read the thing. Listen how it says in the Amplified. It Go says, ahead. blessed, happy, to be envied is the man who reads aloud in the assemblies the word of this prophecy. And blessed, happy, to be envied are those who hear it, hear it read. Amen. And who keep themselves true to the things which are written in it, heeding them and, and uh, laying them to heart for the time for them to be fulfilled is near. I'm well, because it's, it's only two days ago. See, <laughs> blessed is he that reads. So I just, I mean, my God, man, if you just read a verse, you're going to get blessed. Mm -hmm. You see? And you'll understand it as God, God will reveal it to you. Then he says this in verse 4, John to the seven churches which are in Asia. Now, John is writing to seven churches in his time. But in God's mind, God is writing to me and you right now as we read this book. Mm 
You see, all these books of the Bible, they were wrote in those times and seasons to people. But in God's mind, this word of God is so past, so present and so future. He's writing to us. Think about that. He says, John, to the seven churches, be unto you and peace from him, which is, which was and which is to come. And from the seven spirits which are before his throne. Now watch verse five. And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and, and the first begotten of the dead. So if Jesus is the first begotten of the dead, what number are you? Mm. You ever thought about that? You have a number. He, in other words, he was the first begotten of the dead. We got born again. I got a number. You got a number. You see what I'm trying to say? Well, you understand that. Where I want to get to is verse six, because it's dealing with position. Mm. Now notice this, and hath, which means past tense, when this was wrote, so it's for us today, past, present, future. And hath made us kings and priests unto God and his father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Wow. So my position, Kathy, is a king and a priest. That's right. That's pretty good. Yeah. Now, a king must have a kingdom. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. uh, he must, he or she must be able to control that kingdom or whatsoever in it. Right. Now, the Bible said the earth is the Lord and the power thereof, but he said he had given the earth to the children of men. Right. So this earth actually belongs to us. This physical planet belongs to you that are born again and everything in it. That's right. Now, that's blowing your socks off. <laughs> you mean to tell me every, every piece of gold you see, every diamond you see, every emerald, boy, I'm getting your attention, uh-huh, all the silver, everything you can possibly, that all belongs to you. Yeah, but I don't have it because you won't accept it. You say, well, what makes you think you, it belongs to you? Because when he created this planet, there were no sinners. Think about that. It was created for the people that would know God. And the first Adam sinned, but the second Adam got it all back. Right. So he made us a king and a priest. So why don't the church will act like kings and priests? Mm -hmm. I mean, why are so many people beat up, disgusted? Disturbed. We don't know what we're going to do. Because they don't crying know. about Because they don't understand their position. They don't understand their position. Now listen to the Amplified again as well. Okay. You know how we like to do both yeah. Well, yeah, translations. And verse 6 says, and formed us into a kingdom. Ooh, that's even don't better you love know that? But in parentheses it says a royal race. Amen. That's what we are. You know, people, there's a lot of talk today in the world about racism and things like that. But we have to realize we're all part of the human race. Amen. And when we know God, we're part of a royal race. And if you're a king, you're not going to hate somebody because of the color of their skin. No. Or no. vice versa. Any of that kind of stuff. Kings and priests. And it goes on to say we're, and we're, I'll start again, and, we're, and formed us into a kingdom, a royal race, priest to his God and Father, to him be glory and power and majesty and the dominion throughout the ages forever and ever. Amen. Okay, well, you think about being a, 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 a king and a priest, you have a dominion, right. which means you have domain. Right. See, in other words, you own something. And when you understand that, ladies and gentlemen, that means you have a right to be blessed in the city, blessed in the field, blessed going in, blessed going out. Mm -hmm. you, have to, you have a right to stay not only healed, but to walk in divine health and even go beyond divine health into divine life because of your position. God did not make you put us down low. He put us up high, a king and a priest. He's the king of kings. Right. Even they made movies about that, the king of kings, way right. back when. Well, if he's the king of kings... Then who's the kings that he's king over? I think I'm one of them. Yeah. Now, you see, a kingdom. Now, let me, I'm, I'm, I'm going to show you something. I'm going to throw something at Kathy right now. Okay, she's a king. Of what do you own? You have dominion. That's 
That's right. I See, own everything that God owns. That's what that, covenant means. Oh, come on, means. talk to me now. Go ahead. Say it again. Say that <laughs> I again. I own everything that God owns. He's Ooh. given it to me. And it's and we can understand it on, on a level here on earth easier if we think about a family. Amen. Like when the moment our daughter was born, she became heir to everything we have. Heir. And that's right. Because she's part of the family. And that's her position. That's right. And in the same way, we are positioned with God. And like Jesus says that we are seated together with him in oh, heavenly, heavenly places, places in the book of Ephesians. Now, why does she own it? Because we gave her our name. That's right. Well, what happened? Uh, God gave us his name, mm -hmm. Christ in us, the hope of glory. My na real name is Jesse Duplantis Christ. Glory <laughs> to God. I'm in, I'm in the family. It made me an offer. I couldn't refuse. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I like to use that a lot. But when yeah. you understand, see, it is yours. So why do people struggle with prosperity? Why do they struggle with being healthy? Wealthy. When will you yield to the anointing of wealth? You've yielded to the anointing of salvation. You've yielded to the anointing of healing. Why can't you yield to the anointing of wealth? It's all part of this kingship. Right. And this priesthood. Now, why? kings and priests. Which means if somebody asks you something, as a priest, you ought to be able to answer that. How a priest is, uh, directs someone's lives right. in terms of spiritual, physical, financial things. Mm -hmm. You know, you want to know about things. People come to me and ask me all the time about questions. We get a lot of questions that are sent to us on our broadcast television yeah. all the time. Uh -huh. What about this, Brother Jesse? What about that? You know, well, as a priest, I should have the ability to answer those things. You see, that's position. Not that I'm better. Right. Jesus said, if you really want to be great, wash somebody's feet. In other words, don't let your position make it what we uh, Give somebody the hi-hat. You know, I call it the hi-hat here in Louisiana. Well, who do you think you are? I am what Jesus says I am. So there's, there's no argument in that. So when people say, I don't believe that, that don't change it. That don't make a lick of difference whether you believe it or not. It's still the truth. Mm -hmm. Where it makes the difference is, is you don't receive the benefit of it because you won't believe it. Right. I believe in the hundredfold. I believe in the 30, 60, and the hundredfold. Guess what I get? 30, 60, and the hundredfold harvest. Right. right. He told me to sow a seed so I could receive a harvest. Mm -hmm. Then one day I sowed a harvest. And I asked the Lord, well, what, what do I get from that? He said, an orchard. I know, something you can't count. Something you can't hardly count the trees. You can't hardly count the seeds yeah, on the trees. It's never ending. It's everlasting. That's right. my point. And Jesus has an everlasting kingdom. Well, if Jesus is the king of kings and has an everlasting kingdom, then Jesse Duplantis has an everlasting kingdom. Mm -hmm. right. I, I will always be a king. Right. I will always be a priest the way God looks at me. Amen. Are y'all understanding what I'm saying? I want to read a point that I wrote down the other day. A person who does the will of God rules a kingdom within themselves. So I rule myself. Right. Now, you, I, I've said this before. I love it. You see, when you were created, you weren't created to be ruled over. We said that the other day when yeah. we were up chat. You were created to rule. That's why a baby... If you'll tell a baby not to do something, and they can be five months old, they look at it like, wait a minute. Wait, you know who you're talking to? <laughs> That's what you can see it on their little face, like, what? 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 Now, but oh, that, that, that little baby, uh, that boy, that child is bad. No, that ain't no children bad. I know. What it is, is they have been created to rule instead of being ruled over, so they don't like to be ruled They over. understand their position even as a child. Isn't as a child, that's I, correct. So I guess it, it, we, are learn, we, we are taught by society or maybe our environment yeah. sometimes teaches us to push ourselves down right. and not instead of rising up. Right, right. 
con yeah. to condemn us. And that's the world uh, around us. Is, the enemy's always at work trying to push you down and, yeah. and let you feel like you're no less. There's definitely no condemnation. Right. So I refuse to be condemned. That makes people mad. Who do you think? I say, I say you're the one walking in condemnation. I'm not. Why? Well, I'm the one happy here. <laughs> I don't mean that to be arrogant. Hey, I just decided to receive that he has made me in a king and a priest. Well, how do you know that was true? Well, I'll show you. How. It's one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible. And I love this. And it's going to bless you. And it's verse 10. In, this in is Revelation, John. Still. Yeah, in Revelation, yeah. I was in the spirit, glory to God, that. on right. the Lord's day. And heard behind me a great voice and of a trumpet. I was in the spirit in the Lord's day. Mm -hmm. Isaiah said, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and I saw the Lord high and lifted up. Boom, good God. Right. Man. And I think it says a strain filled the temple. Mm -hmm. See, when you understand as a king, a king can just walk in. You see, let, let me give you a point. If you tried to get a hold of me today, you'd have to make an appointment to see me. Not that some, I'm some big shot, because I'm not, but that's just the way it is. I mean, you know, there's so many people want to talk to us, blah, blah, this and that. But there's a girl here named Jody who happens to be my biological daughter, okay? She never makes an appointment to see me. Everyone else calls through my executive secretary to get to me, but not Jody. And not me. And not Kathy. <laughs> Okay, well, yeah, right. okay, we can be together. Watch that. Go what ahead. Jody does, right? Because she's a duplantist. She can just walk right in. She comes, my office. She comes office. into my private entrance. Mm -hmm. She doesn't go through Mary. Nothing wrong with Mary. Mary's a, and Jody don't mind doing that. No. But because she just walks in, when she walks into my private entrance, watch it. If I'm on the phone, I stop. I go, oh, right. want something, Joe? I don't care who I'm talking to. It don't make any difference. I shut down and say, "What do you want? Why?" She has that right. She knows her position. She knows her position. Mm -hmm. And I have no problem with that. So don't get mad at me if I walk boldly to the throne of grace and say, hello, Jesus. He say, hi, Jesse. I know my position. Right. You see, and I'm ruling this kingdom within. Here's another point. It's not enough to recognize yourself as a king and a priest. We must think of ourselves as a member of a kingdom. Wow. So what I want to do is I want to encourage people all the time because I'm a member of a kingdom. A so if I see way. one of my king uh -huh. friends that's going kind of down, hey, man, we're part of the kingdom here. Mm -hmm. A royal on. race. A, royal, a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, mm -hmm. a holy nation. Watch this. A peculiar people. We're kind of weird sometimes. Set I know apart. that. We're set apart. <laughs> but we set apart, see. Mm -hmm. And when you understand that, that's why I love the word sanctification. Set apart for what? For holiness. Be ye holy, for I am holy. You've been set apart to walk in that holiness. You see what I'm saying? You've been set apart to walk in that blessing. God said, in this book, blessed is he that readeth it. In other words, you set apart, if you'll just accept it. Mm -hmm. Because, see, God made you a king. Well, I don't feel like a king. That don't make no difference whether you feel like it or not. It's what you are. Yeah. You see, sometimes I don't feel like going to work. Sometimes I don't feel like doing these things. You know, I mean, well, after I finish this, I got, I, I got to fly out. I'm not going to get home till real late tonight. And I got to be up tomorrow morning again. Ba-boom. I mean, we got stuff going on all the time. I mean, real late, way into the morning. See what I'm saying? Now, watch this. But that don't make any difference. Well, I don't feel like going there. And you know, I'm the boss. Did you know I'm the, actually, I'm the boss of the bosses. She's the boss. I'm the boss of the bosses. But that don't make no difference. The higher you go, the more responsibility, it never gets away from you. There are a lot of people work for me. When they leave here, they got a weekend. We are. They go out to have fun. It never leaves me. And I don't believe it ever leaves Kathy. I mean, we just, we take it home with us. We bring it back. Why? And there's nothing wrong because you see, 
too much is given, much is required. Mm -hmm. So since Jesus made us a king and a priest, he's given us a lot. Yeah. So much is required of us to promote that kingdom. Right. Then he gave us that destiny. When the gospels preach to the world, the end shall come. Now, I received that as dominion and domain. Mm -hmm. But God is saying, go in that world and give me that world. Mm -hmm. For God so loved the world. I want that world. I count my wealth by the souls I possess. Now, go do that. That's why you're watching this on Boardroom Chat. We're on broadcast television on just about everything you can see and think of. And, you know, I'm not real what I call computer savvy, savvy. But the other day I got on uh, the YouTube thing off of Kathy's thing and I got to look. Man, I saw, oh, I saw my face everywhere. Good Lord, what's here? What's this? This was said five years ago. Uh, this was spoken five hours ago. Uh, this was, and all kinds of different things. I saw myself go from white to gray. <laughs> I saw myself go from fat to skinny and then back to fat. Praise God. You know, over all these years. I mean, but it didn't make no difference. We still do. Well, when are you going to retire? Well, if I could find that in here, I probably would. Nothing wrong with the retirement. We were talking about that earlier before we started this. I would go slap crazy if I were to do what? Play golf? You got to be kidding me. You know, I know some people love golf. I, I saw uh, an interview with uh, Dr. Billy Graham and uh, what's his name? Um, John, Johnny, uh, the one that's Carson. Tonight Show, Johnny Carson. And uh, this is so funny. His wife, Ruth, told him this. Now, Dr. Graham used to love to play golf. Okay, I mean, he loved golf. And so uh, he asked Ruth, you think there's any golf courses? This is Ruth Graham, uh, Billy asking, do you think, Ruth, there's any golf courses in heaven? Because she knows he likes to play golf. You know, he hard for him to find time to do it. He traveled constantly. She said, Billy, if it's your desire, there's golf in heaven, if that's what you want to do. And the more I thought about that, I thought, you know, that's right. He'll give you the desires of your heart, not only here, but also there. Why? Position. He made you a king and a priest. Say something here. You're just looking at me. Oh. <laughs> you know, I know you, you're astounded by me, but say something. <laughs> well, I, I love this subject because you have to know who you are in Christ. Amen. Come on. And, you know, so often we're afraid to speak up and say who we are, you know, because people might be concerned that people would think they're arrogant or something like that. But when Jesus came on the scene, and I was looking at this in Luke chapter 4, okay. when he came everywhere that he went, he went into the synagogue and he said some things. He talked about Amen. who he was, Amen. what his position was. He wanted the whole world to know it. Amen. And he and we should let the world know who lives within us and what our position is. Well, he is. told those people, this day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. And that's the verse I want to read. I'm going to read it in the Amplified because it's okay. so this powerful. Is Luke 4? Luke chapter 4, verse 18. And this was right after Jesus had come out of the temptation in the wilderness where Amen. the devil had come right. to him. We all know that story. We're not talking about that today. But this right. is what he said when he came in to him. And he says in verse uh, uh, Luke chapter 4, uh, verse 17, I'll start there. And there was handed to him the roll of the book of the prophet Isaiah. And he opened, unrolled the book and found the place where it was written. So he found something in there about himself. And he said this, verse 18, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me, the anointed one, the Messiah, to preach the good news, the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to announce release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to send forth as delivered those who are oppressed, who are downtrodden, bruised, crushed, broken down by calamity, to proclaim the accepted Ooh. and acceptable year of the Lord. And this is the part I want to get to, the day when salvation and the free favors of God profusely abound. 
Now, you just read that in Amplified. Mm -hmm. Would you like for me to read that in the King James? I would love that. Okay, watch, people. See, a king ought to know his constitution. He went to Nazareth where he was brought up, as his custom was. He went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. There was delivered in him the book of the prophet Isaiah. He opened up the book and found the place where it was written. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, for he had anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, heal the brokenhearted, preach the deliverance to the captive, recover of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that approve, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And he closed the book and gave it again to the minister and sat down. All the eyes of them in the synagogue were fastened upon him. He began to say, this day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears and all bearing witness that wondered that the gracious words were proceeded out of his mouth. And they said, is not this Joseph's son? Am I right? That's right. I just did it in the King James. I'm not bragging about that. You see, for the understand your position, you got to know this. Get it in your heart. You got to know it in your heart, not just believe it. You got to know that. See, that scripture, that, that is in me. Mm -hmm. Because see, his position became my position. Right. He is the son of God, I am a son of God. So he wants me to heal the sick, uh, uh, you know, heal the sick, raise right. the dead, cast out devils, go do the work that I do, and greater than these shall you do because I go to my father. Right. See, I have that responsibility. Too much is given, much is required. Do you see my point? Not showing off here, but that I can quote scripture, so please don't accept it like that. What I'm saying is I have to know what I am doing. Well, to be a good king, you got to know what you're doing. To be a good president, you okay. got to know what you're doing. To be a good CEO, you got to know uh, COO, CFO, call it what you want. Chief financial officer, chief operating officer, chief executive officer. You better know what you're doing. Chairman of the board. Mm -hmm. You don't just get to those positions not knowing nothing. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That's what I'm talking about. And, and, and what are these positions are to serve? Here's a point that God gave me. I thought you might enjoy. We are made to serve because it is our altar of opportunity. Wow. It's an altar of opportunity to be a king and a priest. Yes. So what can I do for thee? That's our theme this year. What shall I do for thee? And he, Jesus came demonstrating that. He came as a servant. Mm -hmm. He washed the disciples' feet. We have a statue of that right as you drive on our oh, property. Oh, I love it. It's called Divine Servant. And it's servant, called yeah. the Divine Servant. Now, Kathy, I didn't... He led by example. I didn't know you were going to read Luke chapter 4. Am I correct? Correct. You know, I, I mean, and when she started reading the Amplified, the Lord said, I want you to quote it in the King James. I said, I'm yours to command. Right. You see, and that's why I, I think sometimes people may think I'm cocky. No, I'm just very assured of what this Bible says. You see, when you are a CEO or when you are a king, you can shake up the whole world if you don't know what you're doing. You don't hear a president go, uh, they ask him, well, I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? You don't hear a four-star general say, well, my God, we got to attack. What are we going to do? No, they're doing this. Their commands are going out, buddy. Plans are being made and plans are being pushed forward. Right. See, we don't have that luxury of saying, I don't know. You see, as Christians, we should know what this word says. It's more than just a, a word on a page. It is Jesus Christ in written form. Right. In the beginning was the word. The word was God. The word was with God. I talked a little bit, bit about that yesterday, I think, on faith, the facts. When you understand, you squeeze this Bible, you squeeze in Jesus in written form. Mm. So you need to know that. So our job is to take care of the body of Christ. A king's job is to take care of his subjects. Right. See what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. and, and when you understand that, that's why a, a dictator is not liked because they only take care of themselves. True. You see, a true leader will take care of the country that he's leading 
and vice versa, whatever, or a CEO or whatever, or, 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 or you know, any, any position that you have, you should be, you have a responsibility to the people that are under you, not lord over them. Right. But, you know, actually make them say, I tell people all, all the time, if I can do this, you can do this. Mm -hmm. uh, not, I guess maybe, was it last year? I went to a Foot Locker to get me a pair of shoes. I, I mean, I do a lot of exercise on that treadmill, and I, and I always keep a good pair of shoes, and I burn them shoes up, man. I might just burn them up. So there was this girl there, uh, a real sweet lady. She said, what size you want? I said, give me a nine. So I said, I want a, a nine. So I it was buying a shoe. And she says, uh, man, she said, you look like you're doing real well. I said, oh, I'm doing better than that. I said, I could buy the store. She looked at me like, what? what's showing off? There was a reason I said that. She goes, ooh. I said, and so can you. She went, what? I said, you see what you're doing today? This is just a step on the ladder. You keep this. One day you can own a franchise of Foot Locker. Mm -hmm. See, somebody's got to own it. How come it's always got to be somebody else? Why can't it be you? Right. See, I say that to everyone. So I don't, I don't look down on people. Let me tell you something. Hey, you got a job at McDonald's flipping hamburgers? Listen, somebody owned McDonald's. Somebody started out flipping hamburgers. Mm -hmm. But they saw themselves, not better than anyone, to, to climb that rung of ladder, each one, till you get to that point where you do what you want to do. Somebody got to own the business. Mm -hmm. Why can't it be you? She looked at me. She said, you know, I'm going to do that. I saw it. I saw it when it went off in her. I said, yes, yes, mm -hmm. you can I said, never let tell people, oh, you work at Foot Locker or you work at McDonald's. You know how many, but 20 billion hamburgers McDonald's? And it started out with some guys in California named McDonald. They decided just, and then somebody did Burger King and whatever, Wendy's. Uh, that Dave man, I think he's now Pat, he named it after his daughter or something. I found one called Judy's one time. And then he got so many different uh, atomic bourbon. Boy, I, I got nuclear stuff in them things, you know, whatever. I don't know what I call them. I mean, somebody has an idea. Right. You see, someone has to own this. Why can't it be you? Right. Well, somebody got to own this planet. Why not you? Why do you let Satan control what is yours? Oh, boy, everybody got quiet in here then. Why do you do that? This is, what, this is your constitution. This is your uh, deed. This is your ownership. Right. Spiritually, physically, and financially. Right, right. Am I and just, that? Yeah, that's true. And we've just come out of Easter season, and that is the most beautiful thing. And I think you preached the message on that was the birth of Christianity. The birth of Christianity birth was of Christianity. Easter. And the birth of the church is Pentecost. It's Pentecost. But here it is. Christianity began because Jesus went to the cross. Amen. And he purchased this back for us and made us kings and priests like you talked about. What did we see the other day? Uh, uh, Ben-Hur. Ben-Hur. Judah Ben-Hur with Charlton Heston. And I love that movie. It's an old, old and movie. And when uh, Ben-Hur comes up to the cross and sees him and the elderly gentleman that saw Jesus in the manger. As, as he said, what is this death? Uh -huh. And the other man said, this beginning. This beginning. 
Or I went off of me like a shotgun. I thought, that's my sermon. Mm -hmm. The birthday of Christianity is Easter. It wasn't a death. His his death on the cross was really a beginning for mankind. He paid the price for our sin. And because of that, we we gained a position. Before that, we had no no position, no rights on the earth. The devil had stolen the rights of mankind. But Jesus purchased it back at the cross. See, you got to understand something. We might as well say this. We preached this on Easter Sunday. And all you that came to the church, thank you. Y'all are so courteous and kind. Watch this. When you understand that it's the birthday of Christianity, people, what about Christmas? <laughs> you know, even people that today deny the virgin birth of Christ. You see what I'm saying? Boy, I got that frog out He's there. He's freaking out every time he hears it. Last said, time we did I, the I get him so excited. He starts shouting, oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. <laughs> I look for him when we left yesterday. This. But what you see. But you say, you, so you could deny that. Oh, wait a minute, man. You, you don't lost your ever level mind. But when Jesus came out that grave, over 500 people saw him ascending, plus all the people that saw him. He ministered. Well, he walked the earth 40 well, this, days first before he right. ascended this is alive not, after his death. This is not just biblical history. Mm-hmm. This is historical history. How do you know he rose from the dead? I'll give you a good, a great point that will help you. His enemies said he rose from the dead. His enemies. And if your enemies said you rose from the dead, you rose from the dead. See, so that's what birthed Christianity. You see what I'm saying? So that's what we were preaching on. And my God, and, and all power was given unto him, the king of kings. Mm-hmm. See, it all goes down to this. He, Jesus understand his Position. Even when he was walking on earth, he said, you don't know me because you don't know my father. Mm-hmm. He said, you don't know my position. That's what he's saying. Right. And he said, before Abraham, and then he used this, I am. Oh, Lord, that like the blue every Jew's mind right there. Because that's the name of God, I am. That you can't, oh, you can't say that. But you see, he could. Yeah. Because he understood his position. Right. You know, I think it all boils down to believing what God said about you and believing in yourself. Amen. I mean, I was just thinking about how many people... Because we've been adopted into the family of God through the blood of Jesus because we've accepted him into our hearts. But I was right. just thinking about people that we, you have heard about people who have adopted a child right. or something. And that child sometimes has difficulty believing that they're loved, believing yeah, that I've they're accepted. That. Fail to take their position and, and deal with all kind of trauma and problems in life. But I think if it just comes down to the point, we just have to accept it with pure faith the love of God, Amen. what he has done for us, and take our position and refuse to let the enemy bombard our, our mind with thoughts. There's a battlefield in your mind. The devil's always telling you you can't do something, you're not good enough, but Jesus made, <sighs> paid yes, the did. price and made us all good enough. So we can trust in him. It changes everything. So believe the position that you are in Christ if you've accepted him into your heart and, and begin to read the word of God and see who you are, and it'll build your faith Hallelujah. up so that no matter what the devil says, you're going to rise up victorious. Well, you know, Kathy, faith always makes you feel better than fact. That's a fact. Yeah. Yeah. A fact is just it. Faith gives you a future right. as well as a now. Right. See, the Bible says now faith is. What's good about faith, people, people say, oh, you got to show me evidence. That's the greatest evidence you can ever have is faith. Because you see, we would never have a, an invention. We wouldn't have this table sitting yeah. in front of us. We wouldn't have this... Uh, Whatever this glass, whatever called tumbler, is that right? Thermos. Uh, none of that without somebody thinking to having make a, this. Having a vision for it. Having right. a vision. Now, how did that come to pass? Faith. Mm-hmm. Faith. 
and that scripture, uh, uh, is it first John? This is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Right. Everything you see was built, started out by faith, uh -huh. not by fact. It produced the fact. You see what I'm trying to say? Well, when Jesus said, I have made half, past tense, made me kings and priests. Well, my God, I'm going to accept that even though the devil says, that's not right. Well, you're the one that let, you don't want to get kicked out of heaven. I'm the one got put in. That's right. That's a vast difference here, buddy. So you know you go talk to somebody who's gonna believe you, because I'm not. Mm -hmm. Why? You know you, why? Because you lost all authority and power. Mm -hmm. And people have said, well, well, that's when we get to heaven. No, that's here. Jesus has given us, ladies and gentlemen, because we're kings and priests. Write this down. Power of attorney to use his name. Do you know what that means? If you give me power of attorney over what you own, I become you. I can sell your house. I can sell your car. You don't have to be present because they have deeded to me a written piece of paper that you said gave me power of attorney. Right. Well, Jesus gave us a deed, yes. the title deed to everything you say, and he signed it in his name in blood. Yes. See? And the blood of Jesus, that's so wonderful about that, is that it doesn't just cover your sin. That means to atone. Mm -hmm. He washed it away. Never to be remembered against you. Do you remember my granddaughter when she was again. real little? She must have been four or five. And someone asked her, <laughs> so children take things so literally. They said, have you given Jesus your heart? And M, we, her name is Meredith. We call her M. M said, no, I, I need my heart. <laughs> I, I, want, I need my heart. I'm going to live what I'm on. She, she was thinking a physical heart here. But you know what? I'll never forget the day that she came up to Kathy, and I wasn't there, and she said she wanted to be baptized. Mm -hmm. and water baptized. You, water right. baptized. And Kathy got to do that. Her grandmother got to. I was out preaching, so I wanted to be there so bad, but I couldn't because I was out preaching because I'm a man of my word. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? I didn't know they were going to have a baptism. I didn't know that was going on. So Kathy and uh, several people helped her. In there. And that was a wonderful thing. It was her decision. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Well, God had a decision, and he put it in Revelation that he hath made us kings and priests in this life. Mm -hmm. And John was so excited. He said, I was in the spirit on the yeah. last day. Yeah. And all these revelations begin to take place. Mm -hmm. And then you know what? This book, of all the books in the Bible, most people tell you, don't read this. You ain't going to understand that. And, that. and it's the only one of the 66 books of the Holy Canon that if you read it, you're blessed. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's an amazing thing to me. It didn't say if you read Genesis, you'd be blessed. Uh, you should because it's part of your life. And people say, well, you know, I'm a New Testament believer. Well, let me help you here. I can put this in half. One leg, Jesus is the center of both Testament. One leg in the Old Testament. One leg in the New Testament. He's everything. Yes. He's the king of kings. Mm -hmm. So it's time for you to take authority, take your position over what's bothering you, mm -hmm. and don't ask it, command it to do what you say. Yes. Through the power of eternity to use the name of Jesus. If you're physically sick, by his stripes you were healed. Were, were, before you ever got sick. So yes. your answer is older than your sickness. Some of you right Amen. now. You're so financially broke, you don't know what to do with it. You, you, I mean, you just broke. Well, let me say what you ain't going to like this, what I'm about ready to say. I don't care if you got, find a seed and sow it. That's exactly what the prophet Elisha told a woman. And she said, did you hear what I said? They're going to sell my sons to the slaves so I can pay this debt. That's he right. said, what you got in the house? Now, everybody thinks, well, they ain't got nothing. 
And I, and that, no, God always provides seed to the sower. And why? Because mm -hmm. God's frame of mind is sowing and reaping. He sowed Christ so he could get Christians. Amen. He became the king of kings and sold us as kings. Yes. You see what I'm saying? It's, it's repetitive. It just goes on and on. Mm -hmm. So every time I have an opportunity to be a king, I do it every day. Mm -hmm. I, I, I want to be a blessing going somewhere to bless. That's what I'm talking about here. And when you understand that, you'll understand this whole concept. And people say, well, how do you, but Jesse, how, how come you don't get depressed? If you just back off one page, it's the book of Jude. It's only one chapter, verse 20. He said, but ye beloved, building up yourself on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Mm. Now, what has been fought more than anything in Christianity? Praying in the Holy Ghost. Oh, God, if you're going to pray in tongues, oh, that's not for the day. See, the devil don't want you to do that. You know why? Because he can't understand that. He's spiritually dead. That language is spiritually alive. Mm -hmm. Let me explain it in this way. If you put your five-year-old son or daughter down at your kitchen table and you start telling them in English, because they understand English, all the debts that you owe, the house, the mortgage, the car, the blah, blah, this, that, that child understood everything you said because it understands the English language. The words, yes. But it doesn't have the foggiest idea what you meant. Why? Because it doesn't know what it means, mortgage. It doesn't know that you have to pay this. When they're hungry, they go to the refrigerator, open it up, and expect to have food in there. They don't know what it takes to keep food in there. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make any difference. If they see something they like, they look at you like, hey, let's go do that. You see? Well, that's what I do. If you go begin to think, well, I'm not much of a king. I'm dropping down to being a prince. <laughs> you know? And further on down. No, no, stay the king. Build yourself up. Jude 20. But ye beloved, building up yourself in your most holy faith. So faith is holy. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Mm. That's why God said, I'll send you another comforter. That's true. Remember, I think we talked about that last yeah. week. Send you another comforter. So do you feel like a king today? If you don't, build yourself up. Pray it in the Holy Ghost. Yeah, that's the language of the kingdom. Ooh, come really. on, talk to me. Preach a little more on <laughs> Well, that. that's what the language, you know, like if you had a child that was raised in a Japanese home, you wouldn't think it odd if that child would start speaking Japanese. But when we're born into the kingdom of God, there's a whole new language. Of course, there's an understanding of how we speak, what, we, what, we, what our position is and what is owed to us. It's a whole nother dialogue if you want to think about that. But there's an actual language called the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Ooh, you, you better speak know it. in an unknown tongue. It's a heavenly language. It's a heavenly so language. it's not odd that we're born again into the kingdom of God right. as kings and priests, right. and we speak a heavenly language. And that's the Bible talks about how there's sometimes in the book of Romans, it talks about how that you, sometimes you can pray utterings which cannot be understood, mm -hmm. and the Holy Spirit will speak and make I'll an mention. intercession make intercession for us right. according to the will of God. Right. So I'm telling you what, this is a win-win situation. Maybe right. you don't know how to pray, but you, when you hit it in tongues and you speak, the Holy Spirit takes authority and speaks for you, through you, and you will be speaking divine mysteries that will unlock the well, barriers to your own life. It's amazing how God understands all languages. Satan does it. He understands quite a few of them. But when you get to that spiritually alive language, he is spiritually dead. And, you know, throughout the New Testament, it gave inklings of what was to come. Like when even John the Baptist saw Jesus coming and he was telling the people that there's one coming after him. Because oh, they all thought he was the Messiah. And John says, no, I'm not him. But there's one coming after me that will, because he's baptizing them in water. Yeah. He says, but there's someone coming after me that's going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. 
Ooh, and that's what happened on the day of Pentecost when the church was born. Well, that's right. That's exactly. The fire right. of the Holy Ghost came okay. to that upper room. Let me yeah. finish. Right. Came into the upper room, and the, the Bible talks about how tongues of fire came on them, and they spoke languages that the whole, all the nations that were gathered there that day in Jerusalem, they heard them speak about the wonderful things of God in their own Amen. language. That was supernatural, and that's something that God initiated. So I think I, I think it's a privilege that we get to speak in tongues. That the Holy Spirit comes oh, within us, I got excited and that now. we yield to that. <laughs> That's what transformed my life. I became a new believer when, in May of 1973, but it was uh, almost a year before I got filled with the Holy Spirit. And when that happened, I, I was a baby Christian because I had never read the Bible before that point that I got born again. But once the Holy Spirit came within me, I was empowered with on high, as they say, and I began so to change. You, so you saying dramatically, if the, if the first church had it. Needed it. Or needed it. Shouldn't this church? Of course. It's That's still my the, point. We're still part of that same yes. church. We need to go back to the beginnings of how Amen. the church was birthed. And we need to keep that fire. We should always be stoking that fire, yeah. blowing Jesus, the oxygen same. on it from the Word of God so that it be can become a roaring flame right. that the whole world can see right. and be attracted to because that's the thing that's going to change the world. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. Hey, so if the first church needed it, this church needs it, see? Now, now we're going to make a lot of people mad about that because they don't believe it. See, the theologians, people get messed up. With, they, they try to intellectualize something. No, use everything God has. Well, I, this king stuff, oh, that's just crazy. No, it's the same Bible that your grandma prayed, uh, that read, whatever. It's the same yesterday, today, and forever. It's Christ in you, the hope of glory. Mm -hmm. And that's what that's all about. So it's time for you to receive those things. Right. See, spiritually, physically, and financial. I got to tell you a funny story. Some of you ain't going to believe it, but it's true. I'll believe it. Okay, thank you, Mom. I appreciate that. <laughs> now watch this. You know, I, I pray in the Holy Ghost. I pray in tongues. I mean, I, mean, I, I pray in English. Um, it's great. You know, and I love people. And also, I do a lot of broadcast television all over the world. So my... my, my um, uh, ministry is translated in different languages, you know, and sometimes they do a crawler on, uh, on the bottom, and sometimes it's actually the physical language. Okay, now this literally happened. I was preaching at Word of Life, a church of uh, Art and Kuna Sepulveda in Honolulu, Hawaii. This is many years ago. I was staying at the Hilton uh, Hotel there on Waikiki Beach, okay? A lot of Japanese people, a lot of Chinese people, a lot of Japanese people in, in Hawaii. So, you know, now, I've also paid for them to match my lips. So when I'm preaching, well, they didn't have a crawler, okay? So people think, I, you know, like you've seen movies, how they do that. So people think I can speak that language. Okay, this literally happened at the Hilton Hawaiian Village. So I went outside, you know, just walking around. And, uh, uh, and I, yeah, I walked around, looked at a few times. I'm about ready to go back. And this Japanese woman come up to me. Very short, real, real short. She goes, but did you see? Just like that. Then she goes, she starts speaking Japanese to me. I freaked out, man. I go, oh, my God, what am I going to do? You know, and so I'm kind of holding up the, uh, uh, the, the elevator there. And that was at the, the, the Rainbow Tower. I'll never forget that. And, uh, I, and she's. Waiting for an answer. And the Lord said, speak to her. I said, eh, how can I speak to her? I don't speak Japanese. He said, I do. I said, then you speak to her. <laughs> he said, speak. 
Now, I had to step out by faith. And I thought, my mind went, you got to be kidding me. But he ain't kidding. He, I had a responsibility to answer that woman because I'm a king and a priest. So I looked at her and I went, I even had a little breath. She looked at me and she goes, oh, I'm sorry. And she goes, oh, and she goes, and she goes, oh, and she goes, they go real fast. And I went, I just say. You were speaking those words, but did you understand? Not you a saying? word. I felt she like, understood. She understood everything. I felt like the biggest complete idiot. <laughs> Things stopped on the 14th floor. The door opens up. She looks at me, and, and I said, Sarah Nara. <laughs> she goes, Sarah Nara, the way I said it, you know. I thought I couldn't. That was it. You went back in the natural there. Yeah, well, I didn't know what else to you, do. You and dropped I thought, out of the Holy Ghost. And I said, the- this is the <laughs> dumbest thing. See, speak, praying in the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Thank God I had built myself up praying in the Holy Ghost. Well, watch this. I go ahead and tell God that. I said, she said, I can't believe you did that. I said, well, what do you want me to do? I mean, God wanted me to say something. Well, the next day, we were out by the pool. We are going out to the pool. And her husband come up to me. She goes, Brother Jesse. And I looked. And he, his wife's coming. And I thought, oh, Lord. Well, oh, man, they're going to cuss me out. And he looked at me. He says, I want to thank you for speaking to my wife. And I said, uh... Okay, you're welcome. He said, we did not know you speak such good Japanese. I said, well, the Lord works in mysterious ways. (laughs) That's exactly what I said. And she came up, and she could speak a little English. They were the sweetest people. That literally happened. Now, why? Was it a miracle for me? Well, it wasn't my natural mind. But she needed to hear God say something through me. But I just did not happen to know the language of Japan, Japanese, but God did. Mm. And because I accepted my position as a priest, as a king, so that I would speak, I let my faith go out. That's good. And it answered her. Right. So I don't believe that. You don't have to. It didn't happen to you. Mm-hmm. It happened to me. And it happened to that lady. Yeah. So I don't know if they're still living or not. That's what, 20-something years ago. Send us, a, send us a testimony, glory to God, because that literally happened. Has it happened since? No. But I've had a lot of people tell me that they heard people praying in tongues or gave a message in tongues and it was speaking in their language, mm-hmm. you know, of their nation, and they could hear it and understand it perfectly, yeah. you know. Yeah. You have a good testimony? Oh, lots of great we, testimonies. We'll we read a few of them out. here. This is, says, good day, greetings from the Bahamas. Uh, Debbie says, amen, Brother Jesse. You and Kathy have definitely been placed where you are today to minister and draw people closer to Jesus. I am so encouraged every time you preach. Greetings from England. From England. Yeah. And this one's from Vancouver. Let me see. I thought you said it was from the Bahamas. No, that was the first one. That was from Naomi. Okay. Debbie was from England. Carol says, I prayed today and the Lord answered two major business decisions in five minutes. No exaggeration. (laughs) God guides you into all truth. Remember last uh, Uh board chat, we talked about God guiding our decisions. Oh, you better know it. Yeah. What was that's St. John 13, St. John 16, verse 13. How be it when the spirit of truth has come, right. he will guide he you. He says, if you know this every verse, decision. you're going to make right decisions yeah. every e- time. Every decision I've ever made, I placed it on St. John 
16, verse 13. You yeah. can read it. So what's good about these things, this is one for this week, but you can go back and look at past ones and be blessed. Amen. And people are doing that all the time. You know, we have over a hundred and uh, over 300,000 views across all our platforms of the videos that we post every week. Every week. So that's Lord, an amazing that thing, God. And that's a great position to be in. Yeah. And people, many people are being And also, touched. aren't people getting financial miracles because they sow into this ministry? Oh, yeah. And we read a lot of those right now. I don't know if I have any there. This one says, Kenzie says, I love Jesse Duplantis. Praise God. His humor is contagious. Praise the Lord. <laughs> and this one is beautiful from Cheyenne. She says, I have been with you over 25 years. Thank you, Jesus, for many years of blessing. So we've been ministering. We've oh, been out my, here. My God. This is our 43rd year full-time ministry. 45 years of preaching, Kathy. That's what you've been preaching. But I, we've been out here with our full-time yeah, ministry. Full you ministry. were yeah. working at a company. Yeah, I had to go. Kathy didn't come with me at first. Not because she didn't want I to. I came couldn't. with you. I was behind the scenes. <laughs> She's behind the scenes. <laughs> oh, you got to watch it, man. <laughs> oh, well, anyway, I've always been with I you. I know, yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. I told I'm him a few you. times back that he came kicking and screaming almost everything we've done. But no. She's always saying this. I always give so much uh, uh, honor to Billy Graham because I got saved <laughs> watching Billy. She said, I wasn't going to say that. Yeah, I'm going to say it. She's, I said this the other day. I said, I didn't That's know how to story. pray when I got saved. I just said, I, I didn't know. I just said, whatever Billy says. And then Kathy said this. Tell he me. was given his testimony, <laughs> and I love his testimony. I was a part of that testimony. I love hearing it. But all of a sudden, it started hitting me. I said, why is it, and I love Billy Graham, because I got born again watching Billy Graham on TV, but Jesse man. would not have watched Billy Graham if I wouldn't have said, That's why true. don't you watch Billy Graham with me? And, and so here it is. He prays with Billy Graham. He watched maybe 15 minutes, prayed the prayer. And now all these years he's been talking about Billy Graham. I gave my heart to the Lord Billy Graham. I said, well, what happened to those two years that I was on my knees <laughs> and rebuking the devil, laying hands on you in the night, doing all of this, calling you into the kingdom of God? I don't get any credit for that, as I was making a joke. But, you know, but it's true. It just, it's, the point is that everybody that comes to the Lord, it may seem instantaneous to you, but people have been praying for you. This program was prepared so that you can hear the gospel. Amen. Lots of effort goes into that moment where you hear the gospel and your heart is touched and you are forever changed. So there God, people have, been, have probably prayed for me. I believe later on I realized that my grandmother prayed for me to be born again because she Amen. had a true experience with Which God. Which Grandma Cora. Okay. I know she had to have had a, a, yeah, she's well, she a Catholic she woman, but I remember my mama told me uh, years after I was born again that her, my mom and my grandmother Cora would go to these tent revivals that they held in the bayou areas where, mm -hmm. where I grew, my family grew up right. and where I was born and raised for a few years. But uh, So I knew they had a genuine experience. You were and began, born and raised for a few years? Well, yes. <laughs> You sound like I a was, Cajun girl right there. That's well, a Cajun girl. the first girl. early years, well, I lived, the early my years family's of your life. from Dulac, Grand Caillou, Louisiana. That's a Cajun country. And then we moved up to the big city of Homer, which was just like 10 miles away. Anyway, is but anyway, we, uh, I have a history where my grandmother, and I know people prayed for me. I know your mother prayed for me. Oh, and man. so that moment where I tuned in and watched Billy Graham, thinking that it was by accident, God positions us to hear his gospel. And in fact, that's what I would pray when you were uh, not saved, when you were still a heathen. A heathen. I would pray for laborers of the harvest to come across his path so that he would hear the gospel. And I would rebuke the devil from blinding his eyes to the truth and command the light of the glorious gospel to go into your life. Amen. And I did that for years. Amen. And I'm thankful that God positioned Brother Billy Graham there at that moment in that hotel room it. that day in, in Boston, Massachusetts Boston, in 1974. Labor Day weekend. Labor Day weekend. Quarter of the nine. It was a Saturday night. Saturday night. I believe it was my birthday. 
Yes. That's probably why you, some, I think Fritz Brown looked it up and saw that that was actually, even though we thought it was September, that, no, that weekend, weekend in 70, yeah, but Labor Day weekend, sometimes my birthday falls, depends where the Monday falls, and it, he, he researched it. <laughs> but no, this was probably why you, you listened when I said, please watch Billy Graham with it. Maybe you were sympathetic because it was my birthday. Maybe I even used that, I don't remember, but you got to use everything. That's what <laughs> kings and queens do. It worked, and our lives are forever changed. Anyway, I want to thank all of you for watching today. I hope you enjoyed something. Remember this, your position, your king and a priest and all you wonderful partners who help us support this ministry. Oh, and before you go farther, though, I want to interrupt you one more time. And she says she never interrupts me. She grabs my fingers and pinches me and all that kind of stuff. Pray for me. I need healing it's right now. It's not a hard my pinch. Hands. <laughs> okay, what you got? Go. go. Anyway, I just feel like we need to pray for people because we talk so much We're about salvation that. that there are people, you were in a strategic position in your family. Maybe you're like me. You were the first one to get born again. And God has positioned you to, to call in your family, not just maybe your family, your personal family, maybe your business relationships, your friends and people that don't know God. God positions you and he gives you a voice. And when we take our position and our authority, God is able to use us to impact those around Amen. us. We're going to do that. Amen. We're going to pray for you right before we leave. But first, I want to say this before I was so rudely interrupted. But anyway, I wasn't rude. <laughs> no, I'm just rasping. Thank you, all you partners and friends that helps us do this. Mm -hmm. You know, many of you give graciously 100%. I say it every time and I want you to understand that. 100% of what you give to this ministry, if you want to, and if you don't want to, you don't have to at all. If you want to, fine. Goes in the world evangelism. We've been debt free since 1982. It's a blessing of God. Uh, we're, not, we, we're not struggling in any way, shape, or form at all because of our faithful financial partners who help us preach this gospel. So, and that's what it's all about. So we were able to do these things. You see all these cameras and the light. That's all been done through partnership. And I want to thank you. And if you'd like to be a partner and you're not one today, all you can do is just write us a letter. You can make it to JD. If you're writing a check, make it out to JDM and you get a tax deductible receipt or you can use PayPal or whatever. You can go to JDM.org. That is our website. If you'd like to, help, let me help you. If you don't want to, don't. No pressure. None whatsoever. You'll never get pressure from us. But we want you to know what we do with the finances that people give us. Uh, toward this ministry, and it's just such a blessing. So I thank you. Yes. Kathy, let me have your hand. Okay. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank I you, ask Father. you now that people that are watching to take their position as a king and a priest. Mm -hmm. I ask you to bless them in the city, in the field, going in and going out. Yes, Lord. That whatever they touch would prosper, because, Lord, everything you touched prospered. And I thank you. You said, be you therefore imitators of God as dear children. So we do that. Lord, I, I come against sickness, disease, financial stress, whatever. Yes. Lord, whatever, whatever they need, spiritually, physically, financially, let it be done today. Yes, Lord. Lord, let them understand their position and never walk away from being a king and a priest. Yes, because Lord. Because you deeded that to us. And I thank you. Lord, I pray for our partners yes. who help us preach this gospel, broadcast television, social media, all the different platforms we use. Mm -hmm. Bless them extra special good. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen, amen and amen. I hope you enjoyed it. So until next time, this is Jesse DePlanis and Kathy saying we love you. Yes. And we'll see you soon. Send in some more of those testimonies. Oh, they're My coming God. in from everywhere, Jesse. Canada, India, oh, no, Romania, Sweden. We're going to touch this world. We didn't get to read as many as I would have liked. But thank you for sharing them. We look at them behind at, amen. Uh, That's after true. the program. Well, let's hold it for well. next week. And, and we can well, we'll have more. And we'll have we a have lot, so lot many more great ones coming in. Thank okay. you for sharing. And share this uh, broadcast with others. How you do that? 
You like it and you share it. You like it and you share it. Okay, whatever that is. I mean, hit the like. Is that how you say it? Hit the I bell? I think so. Is that all that kind of stuff? Well, that's the subscription on YouTube. Some oh. people may be watching on Facebook. I don't know anybody. So, you're going to learn. I'm going to learn. Okay. Till next time. We love you. Yes. And we'll see you very soon. God bless you. God bless Bye -bye. you. Bye-bye.